I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 87. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this evening, I'm sitting with my dear friends, the Millers, and Kevin and Karen have a very large resume that would take the whole podcast to reach you, so I won't tell you all their attributes and skills, but um, we're focusing mainly today on Kevin. Um, Those of you who listened last week will have heard Karen and her uh, take on how to care for ourselves so that we can be better moms and dads and parents, but um, Kevin who has been in Christian publishing for 26 years and has been pastoring full-time here in Wheaton, Illinois for 10 years, uh, was just sharing a lovely story with me about kind of uh, at, when they were in the throes of raising adolescents, um, w- how they kind of reached out for help. Help, help, they were drowning. And it's a great story. And I said, that's a podcast. Let's do it. So welcome, Kevin. Yeah, it's so great to join you, Carol. You know, we love talking and hanging out with you. <laughs> it's mutual. And welcome back, Miss Karen. It's so great to be back. So, Kevin, tell um, my listeners the story of you and Karen, both highly qualified in your professional fields, and yet even you were kind of panicking. Raising. Yeah, well, our kids were hitting the teen years, and honestly, we didn't know what we were doing because we knew that we were in a new zone for parenting. Yeah. And it was one we hadn't been in before. <laughs> yeah. So Karen kind of said, first, I think we need to figure this out. I think we need to get some information. So she found a seminar called Parenting Your Teen. And we signed up for it, the all-day seminar, on Saturday from 9 to 3. And this guy seemed to have really good credentials. He had raised teens himself. He was a counselor working with families and young people. Obviously had a lot to bring. And I was looking for practical help. I just wanted them to cut to the chase. <laughs> And he spent most of the six hours saying, work on yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cute. That's kind of a fun little counselor <laughs> yeah. phrase. How sweet yeah. that is. When yeah. is he going to give to the practical? <laughs> and the next hour was, work on yourself. <laughs> so we got to lunch, and I was still really irritated. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I have to say, looking back now and having raised teenagers, we would both make that like the central theme if we were going to offer to other parents coming into adolescent years with their children, work on yourself. Yes. And what does that look like? Karen, give us some thoughts on this. Well, I think part of it is just working on yourself means watch your triggers with your teenagers, maybe things that you didn't receive as a child. Uh, for example, if you have uh, a parent that you didn't get along with, and now you see your child getting along with the parent better, um, that can trigger jealousy. And if you don't recognize that, you can do damage to your own relationship with that teenager because you want to take that place. Yeah, and one of the things that Karen has taught me as being a counselor herself is that when your kids hit adolescence, you're hitting what they call middle-essence. You're in this midlife zone where you're redefining yourself and you realize, wow, how did the first half of my life go by so quickly? And who do I really want to be now? And who am I? And that's the same kind of questions that your your son, your daughter yes. are asking of in, in their own lives. Mm-hmm. And just like you're going to have some days where that's really tough on you, they have a lot of days where the, those questions are working on them and are hard for them. 
So I think um, one of the things I tried to do was if I wouldn't want it to be done to me, I tried not to do it to my kids. Mm. So like one thing that used to really irritate me as a kid was my dad would call right in the final few minutes of a TV show <laughs> that I was really engaged in yeah. and say, hey, come on right now. And I'd be like, it's over in three minutes. Can I just finish this show? And he was not going to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know what? I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. So good or bad, I think my dad had good intentions, but I'm not going to do, I decided I wouldn't do that to my kid mm -hmm. because I realized I want them to feel like, so like I wouldn't go into their rooms unless I uh, knocked and mm -hmm. let them know I was coming. Yeah. I didn't just go in like when they weren't around and mm -hmm. kind of snoop through their belongings yes. because I thought I wouldn't want that to be done. Yes. So part of working on yourself means like figuring out what would be respectful that you would really appreciate mm. and then giving that to your to your kids. Yes. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I hear a lot of parents talk about is that they're afraid of how their teenager will turn out. And a lot of times it's because of the reflection it will be on you, on me, on us as parents. Yeah. And so they, you start to get into, well, I'm going to control my teenager. Mm. I'm going to control them so that they make me look good. And, you know, you have to have boundaries. You have to teach kids limits. But at the time that they're entering teenagerhood, they really need a parent who's there coaching them. It's not all about control and laying down the law. And so that's where I find a lot of parents, when they would come in to see me as a therapist and the teenager, there'd just be a lot of friction because they're trying to control the teenager and the teenager doesn't want to be controlled, just like we don't want to be controlled. Yeah. And what are the motives? The motive is it's all about me. Yes. Right? And that's the complete opposite of laying down your life for your children. Right. So it's not all about me. It's all about what's the best thing for my child, not what's the best thing for me. Right. Yeah. So your golden rule question, Kevin, is pretty handy. Well, yeah, like my son is, is different than Karen, me, or his sister. He's, uh, how old are your children now? They're in their thirties. But anyway, yeah. So he was much more, um, kind of ADD creative, um, impulsive and, and his environment was not always organized. Mm -hmm. So I remember you just made a rule with them that when we have company, we'd like to be able to close the bedroom door. <laughs> and so it, there has to be enough cleared out that we can close the door. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we just decided we're not going to die on that hill. Yes. So one of the big things that we did was try to figure out what are, what is, what, what do they call the MBAs? Minor but annoying. Oh. Like, is this really going to be worth going to the mat over mm -hmm. that he has stuff all over his, the floor right. of his room? Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. At least... I, th I think that was a good call on our part to not I agree. make a war zone out of that. Yeah. Right. But it was interesting with him because I am an off-the-chart neatnik. Mm. And so that became, could become a war between he and I because, you know, my room was picked up, his sister's was picked up. But I had to realize that this was his space. Mm -hmm. And just like I wouldn't want someone to come in to tell me how to organize my space mm -hmm. but one of the things I did do for him with his ADD was there was organization within his room mm -hmm. and so when he did have to pick up he knew where everything went mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so when he went to college actually you know I just stood back like a parent trying not to control and he asked me right before I left he said would you organize my desk mom because then I'll know where it all is oh. 
So yes, yes, and you know, <laughs> JJ was the biggest. He was like, who, who's in Peanuts with the cyclone all around him? Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder. Or, uh, no, no. Pigpen. Pigpen. Pig there you go. Yeah. And if in the middle of the night, you know, you have to run in, that you have a sick child or something, and you run in, and I would just break my leg. And all the, you know, the <laughs> stuff in the Legos. And, the, and now he is the most fastidious yeah. person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's amazing what can so happen. So that can change. Do you feel as though you're the only one you know that's using my simple literature-based approach? On Saturday, November 6th, gather your friends and relations for my all-day webinar entitled, Begin with the End in Mind. Get each family represented to register for the webinar at my website, caroljoyside.com, or click the link below in the show notes. Then spend the day together exploring the easy yoke of homeschooling the Carol way. The seminar will be available for replay two weeks after the event. The good news is you won't feel like the Lone Ranger any longer. Now back to the show. You know, one thing I've found too is I hear a lot of our friends whose kids are just reaching those teenage years and they're like, oh, I'm dreading it. The terrible teens, it's 13. And they are already bracing themselves for terror, uh, fear, yeah. and all this. And one of the great gifts our daughter gave us, she saw us reading a book one time called Surviving Your Adolescence. <laughs> and she's like, that's a terrible title. <laughs> I hate that title. And we were like, why do you hate that? She goes, it's so negative. Like, mm -hmm. how about thriving with your adolescence? <gasps> and we were like, you know what? You're right. Why are we assuming the worst? Yes. And actually, as we look back, the teen years were actually really good years for our family. Yes. It was we could joke with our kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. We did some some fun things together as a family. Yes. Um, I think the launch years after that were harder for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the teen yeah. years were actually really great. Yeah. What made yeah. the launch years so hard? I think this day and age, it's just hard because the kids. It's not like when we went to college, you get out and you're guaranteed a job. Right. They're not guaranteed a job right. or it's a all job extended. that's. It's all extended. Mm -hmm. So you have Eternal to Eternal adolescence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to help prepare them all along the way for, you know, that launch. Yes. And so yes. that's just part of the, the process mm -hmm. with them. That's changed. But, you know, the whole goal of parenting is to move from very high care and control to high care but low control. Oh, explain that. Well, like when they first place the child in your arms at the hospital and you yeah. bring them home or yeah. whatever, it's super high care and you have super control, yeah. right? And then as they get into elementary school, maybe they're starting sleepovers. Well, you may not have like full control over every moment of that sleepover, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then that just keeps going on into the teen years. And so you have to move from high control to lower control. Mm -hmm. So I said like when we moved into the teenage years, I became the coach. Mm. So I have some guidance for you, but ultimately you're playing. Wow. Okay. And then when we moved, when they moved into the launch years, I became more of the consultant. Ooh. Like I'm not, I have advice. I'd love to give it to you. You are not generally interested right now because <laughs> you think you know better. Mm -hmm. So I'm only, I'm only going to really give you information if you approach me. And it's been interesting with our kids as they've launched 
And as they become, you know, in their young adulthood, they will call us yes. for advice yes. and consultation. Yes. But we don't usually give it unless we're asked. Oh, um, that's so and, and hard. It's so hard. <laughs> and you get a bloody tongue at times. <laughs> yes. It is hard, but I do, I do think it respects yeah. your kids to say, you know what? These are good kids. We've poured a lot into them, mm-hmm. and they may make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I did, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. I was able to learn some things from that, mm-hmm. and I had loving people around me to help, yeah. and they have you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. And I think one of the parents' greatest fears is like, what if my child you know, strays, and they're going to start straying in their teenage years? And, you know, that's really hard. And, you know, one of the things that really helped me with that is that I remember a friend of mine told me that, you know, Adam and Eve had the perfect, perfect father. That's right. And they chose to sin. Yes, they did. Because we have wills. And that helped me really through some rough times with our son because I had to be like, I did what I could as a parent. I wasn't a perfect parent, but I did what I could do. And... You know, he even came back years later and said, you know, this is some of the things I got into was not your fault. Mm. It was my own choices. And, you know, you just have to realize that God is ultimately in control of them and cares more than we do. And we do our best and commit the rest. Amen. Yep. That's hard. That's great. Surrendering them. Yeah. But it makes me happy to think of the folks who are listening to you, Carol, on this podcast, Mm -hmm. because they're already highly invested in their families. They love their children. And to think that that doesn't have to end when they hit 13, 14, 16, that there can actually be really good moments there in those years. I'd like to just offer that hope. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we were made to fear those years and we don't have to. Yeah, you know. Uh, Karen and Kevin, in the seminars, I talk about high school being the golden age of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And historically, people would throw their kids into school for high school, feeling like, well, leave this to the experts, right? don't, Don't try this at home. But I say, no, 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 this is when life makes up its mind, Mm. is high school and college. It's when the fontanelles of your baby's head's theology are hardening. And um, this is when they get to be really fun and really good. You've been through diaper rash and potty (laughs) training, and, and now you're like reading the same books and like, you know, having cooking together and gardening together and rehabbing the garage together and traveling and and you're really entering into a time of friendship instead of micromanaging you know every little detail did you wash your hands did you brush your teeth right and this is very often when parents kind of wash their hands of their kids but I think this is when they just get good yeah you know this Mm -hmm. is the reward for parenting Mm -hmm. is the high school years junior high I really agree right now uh, we're um doing a sermon series at church called Life Together, and it's built in part on Dietrich Bonhoeffer's famous book called Life Together. Yes. And so Karen said to me, she said, you know what? We have some really bright kids in our church. Why are you not challenging them to read this book? Because, and I had said to the congregation, you know, I I want you to read it if you, and so I did. So I told the kids, if you are under 18 and you finish Life Together, I will buy you two candy bars of your favorite candy. I love it. You know? I love it. And I had the greatest conversation with a young lady at church who came up 
I mean, she she was she's able to read a college age book even though she's in early high school. Yes. And and she we talked. I said, "What did you like about the book?" She told me. She I talked to her more about the setting of the book, how it was in this kind of underground or at least out in the country seminar seminary. Yes. When it was so needed. Yes. And uh, so I was like, "Man, that is a golden conversation." Mm-hmm. And it was able to happen because this young lady has had parents pour into her. Yeah. It's been a reading rich home. Yes. And now she can actually do a stretch book like that. That's right. And and really get something from it. And because you believed in her, both you and Karen, yeah. she rose to the occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she felt like, wow, I, I must, they, they believe in me. I must be smarter than I think. Mm-hmm. And so they, she becomes yeah. smarter than she is. And I told her, I said, that's amazing that you finished. I said, that is usually a college book, mm-hmm. college age book. And here or you are older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adult. I mean, Dietrich that's Bonhoeffer. A pretty, it's a pretty deep. And she even said, yeah, it's, it's, it's some deep. Doubt. It's deep. <laughs> yeah. This is not speed reading. No. 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 Right. No. But she did it because you raised the bar because you believed in her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the boys in the class. And in, the teenagers, in, yes. The, yeah, the, the teens in your congregation. And I love that. You know, we were talking about uh, Dr. Lyle Dorsett tonight at dinner. And I used to love the way that Lyle, when he was pastoring here in Wheaton, would always start with a story about his childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think he was trying to pull the kids mm-hmm. into the sermon as well. So uh-huh. a pastor who treats the children as a member of their congregation. Yeah can change a child's whole life or a teen's whole mm-hmm. life. I love uh, what uh, our children's minister, Mary, says, which is that kids are not the church of the future. They're the church now. Amen. They have real spiritual lives mm-hmm. now. They pray now. They have faith now. Amen. And we really try to honor the fact that their spiritual journey is now. 100% real, maturing just like we need to mature. It's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. So any closing thoughts? Well, I just say to parents, like Kevin said, you have hope and the hope is in the Lord Mm -hmm. and to pray for your children and to love them and enjoy them. Enjoy the teen years. Amen. Yeah. And I would, I just think uh, finding their unique personality Mm -hmm. and getting behind that. Our son really loved from the earliest days helping do with the sound tech setup for the music team at church oh. and tearing down when he was a little kid. And I he started know. to understand the cabling and how they did things. And now he's in software, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we just got behind what he was doing. That's right. And um, it's a magic moment, I think, when those little things, mm. you see it and you can support it. Yes. You know, I like to paraphrase Peter when he said to husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. And I like to say to parents, dwell with your children according to knowledge. Study your children. See which way does the twig appear to be bending. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Well mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you want to close us in prayer and pray for these sweet families that are holding on, like <laughs> chinning themselves on a pole, you know? Father, give daily strength to these parents who love their children so much and receive them as a treasure from you um, and give them uh, grace for the days that are challenging and hard and joy often. Bless them, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Oh, well, thank you, Kevin and Karen. I always learn something new when I hang out with you both. And thank you, listeners, for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com, to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings!